Here we go. Episode 11 of the Hardline Sports Talk. Michael Merlo, John Michael Masiri, here with you. Hope everybody had a good Memorial Day weekend. JM, how you doing? Good. Happy Monday. Happy Memorial Day. Want to thank the troops that sacrificed their lives for our freedom and their families. Hope everybody had a good weekend. Lots of lots of sports to get into as the playoffs are rocking and rolling in the NBA and the NHL. I want to start here with the Knicks, who lost a terrible Game 4 in Atlanta. They had a terrible weekend, lost Game 3 on Friday, come back on Sunday, get blown out in Atlanta, and... A lot of flaws that this team, maybe we knew they had, maybe we didn't, were exposed because Trey Young is just too good and they have too good of a team. Yeah, um, they've been lights out, the Hawks. Julius Randle really hasn't showed up. I think that's kind of obvious. Um, the guy was shooting 24% on the series going into game four, and then he shot seven for 19, which was his best game, and that's no great game to look at. Um, the only way they come back from the series is he needs to return to regular season Julius Randle and start killing the Nets like he did, putting up 40 a night. Uh, I'm sorry, not the Nets, the Hawks. <laughs> start killing the Hawks the way he did. Um, yeah, a lot of, just a lot of, that was a really bad game to watch. Really bad. The thing with Julius Randle, and I don't want to call him a fraud because he had such a good regular season, mm-hmm. but I kind of look at it like this. We have to look at his whole career, right? And listen, he's had an up-and-down career. He was a top. He was a lottery pick with yeah. the Lakers. He's been around a little bit now. I don't know if that regular season was something that we could see consistently from him. I think he's being exposed in these playoffs, and I'm starting to th- – I, I think we realize that he's, he can't be a number one. Maybe he's a two. Maybe he's a third option on a really good team. Because the Knicks aren't a really... They have a lot of guys here like Bullock and Burks. And I'm even going to throw Rose out there, although he's been great. They have a lot of these guys that are starting and they need to be impact players. And they're just not. And they're they're thrown into a role in which they're not supposed to be using. They're backup players. And they're really good role players. But you can't be relying on them like the Knicks are. I don't necessarily think he's a fraud. And I know you didn't call him a fraud, but... I think maybe he's not ready for stardom, ready to be that 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 guy. He's not the because guy because we we talked about it in clutch moments the whole season. He hadn't really shown up. He took some bad shots, missed some shots, whatever. So that got you a little nervous for the playoffs. You thought maybe he can't handle the big moments or be that guy, and maybe that's true because that's what it looks like right now. Um, I think, yeah, I, I mean, his whole career, he's trended up. I think he's still got more to go. Like, he can be that good. Um, but, yeah, maybe he's not. Do you want to give this guy a max now? You know, it's, I the Knicks have some tough I decisions wouldn't. to make. I wouldn't give him the max. I would say, you know, he's got one more year, so. Prove it. Prove it. Yeah. They don't have to give him a contract next year. I think a lot they, of it. They need a point guard. They just, I mean, yeah. I know D. Rose played great. They need a superstar point guard. They need they need Damian Lillard. I was thinking about that last they night. They need Damian Lillard. Because he's so good, and we're going to talk about the Blazers and the Nuggets series in a little bit. I was thinking about how good Damian Lillard is, and he kind of goes unnoticed at times, and he's just that good. Could you imagine him here in New York? It would just be, would be something phenomenal. else. I mean, three-level scorer, guy who can run the offense. Like he, He's exactly what you need. I think he, the reason why he flies under the radar a little bit is because of Curry. Yeah, you know, like him and um, 
they said this in the broadcast. They were like talking about Trey Young. And they were like, the only guys to hit more threes or pull up more from thirty plus feet are Damian Lillard and Steph Curry than Trey Young. I so he his game is similar to Curry's. Curry's just a little better, obviously. Um, so I think if Curry wasn't around, maybe he would be a little more. It's also popular. where it's also where he plays though in Portland. Yeah, but that would be that would be dream scenario if they could somehow get him away from them. But I, I'm watching this game on Sunday, and I took some notes down here. Julius Randle's trying to do too much. I know. He looks uncomfortable. And he's got, got smaller guys on him. Like, they had Collins on him at times. They had yeah. DeAndre Hunter. They had Kevin and, on him. Yeah. And those guys are obviously more athletic than him. Yeah. But they're not, not bigger. bigger than him. Why doesn't he just play bully ball like he did all year? That's what, he, that's what his strength is. Go down there and beat him. He's yeah. trying to pull up. He's trying to fade away. He's trying to take contested threes. He's not playing his game and trying to... I don't know what he's trying to do. You know, he has no touch whatsoever this series. I mean, even when he does try and play bully ball and he gets the... Everything's in and out, you know, off the back iron. Like, he he has no touch He's getting some tough breaks here, but, I mean, his selection, he... You know, his shot selection's not been good. He just... He looks uncomfortable. And the whole team looks uncomfortable. I think something that flew under the radar a little bit yesterday is... How does Reggie Bullock play 34 minutes and not score a point? He didn't score. He did not he score a single point. The box score. He went yeah. 0 for 4 from the field. Didn't take any free throws. His he was his plus minus was minus 16, which was actually not as bad as Randall's. His was minus 17. Yeah, every 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 game I think yeah. um, Randall's had a yeah. minus uh, plus. I minus. mean the game was just brutal. I, I I saw I didn't see much of it. I was watching you know I was working all day yesterday, so I was watching it in the uh, store, and then when I was driving, I had it on the radio. But and obviously I watched the highlights. Um, just the the Haw- You know what the, made the big difference? The Hawks bench too. They can shoot better at home than they did in the garden well we had said last week that at the way the knicks were going to win this series was their benches deeper and was better in that first game and even in the second game it was but the last couple of games it just hasn't been no, not at all i thought barrett played a pretty good game played 36 minutes scored 21 points i don't i didn't think he played bad no. he played pretty good he's young he's i like him yeah. i do but it's tough when you're it's, watching John Morant score 30 points is, in, a, in a series against yeah. the Jazz. And, you know, you got this guy, you know, before Sunday, he didn't right. really do much. I mean, listen, I know the Knicks have had a great season, and we're not just going to pretend that happened, right? The pretend that all the, like, what I'm saying, my, the point I'm trying to make here is we didn't expect to be in this spot. The, uh, the Knicks did not expect to be in this spot. So, that's not as much of a problem as you would imagine. You know, like you weren't, when you were looking at the Knicks projections in the next couple of years, you didn't, if, if this is where RJ was, you would have been, wow, that's great. The only reason why you maybe look at that as a problem now is because they're actually in contention and you need them to play a little better, right? Because they're better quicker than we thought they were going to be. They're ahead of schedule. Yes, they're definitely ahead of schedule. Um, yeah, I think he's got plenty to go. He's his every guy's career tracks a little different. Look at Julius Randle. You know, was he in his fifth, sixth year, and he's having the best year of his career? Yeah, I wouldn't worry too much about that. I think for next year, right? Odds are they're going to lose this series. You never know. It's not over, but it feels. It's over. not over, but it feels unless Julius Randle flips that switch, it's over. Okay, there's no way he shoots thirty five percent the rest of the series and they win. Um, 
you need a you need like I said a you need a you need another star if you they want to be a, a championship contender they need another star you need then a you superstar figure, in yeah, there then you figure RJ takes another step which isn't crazy he's only in his second year of course and then you're looking good um yeah they they need like a, a Damian I mean, Damian Lowe would be like the dream it's a scenario. pipe dream yeah Kawhi's a little different I don't even know if he's gonna leave who knows about that. Then you have some guys, Donovan Mitchell's knee has been floated around. He um, apparently isn't that happy in Utah, even though he has a chance of winning a finals this year. They, they have issues. They, they have, um, like, him and the organization. Yeah. They, they have issues. Well, so that could that be. Well, that whole Gobert thing went down. Yeah. But I, I think the biggest thing, and they, they're obviously going to need to get a star. We know that. But when you look at the series, and listen, they're ahead of schedule, and they, they look good. But they need to get a star in here. But the biggest thing is their star, who we thought there was their star, Julius Randle, has not stepped up. And the Hawk star, Trey Young, has absolutely stepped up. And yeah. he's playing phenomenal basketball. <laughs> and that's what it comes down to. Coaching can only get you so far. Tibbs exactly. is, you know, people were saying Tibbs hasn't had a great series. I thought he's been, you know, fine. Yeah. I mean, he's doing what he can. Yeah. The coaching can only take you so far. You need your guys. You need your stars to step up. And it's showing that the Knicks don't have enough of those yeah. guys. And they're ahead of schedule, and they feel like that net. We, we kind of used the Nets as an example before they had the, you know, Duran and Kyrie right. sign there. It kind of feels like that. Right. I hope that's what it is. I hope we have superstars wanting to come here. But, that you know, you... We're not there yet. Yeah. And I don't even know who's going to be available. You're right. I don't know if Kawhi you know, is yeah, going to be. Have no idea. If they win this even series. Even Devin Booker's name's been floating around. I, you, you don't know. Bradley Beal. Yeah. But I don't think they need like a Brad. Like Bradley Beal's a phenomenal player. Don't get me wrong. But in terms of what they need, yeah, it wouldn't hurt. But they need, like I said, they You'd need the that point, point guard. guard. A guy that can score from all levels and also run the offense. Listen. Which is a lot to ask for, which is why I'm saying you know, I trust. I trust this front office. I do too. I trust this front office to do what they have to do. They yeah. had a good draft. I Obi Toppin has gained He's a lot more trust. Obi. He's looked better. Actually. He's looked better. So that's you know that's something you like to see. But man, the Hawks they can they can really shoot the yeah. hell out of the ball. What I was gonna say is when you were talking about Thibodeau, he had a couple. I think nicely timed timeouts yesterday. You know, the Hawks would get a little bit of run. He called the timeout, and the Knicks would come out of the break and go on a little run, but there's only so much he could do. They were going on a little run, then all of a sudden, bam, the Hawks hit three three-pointers in a row, and all of a sudden, they're on a 17-2 to two run, and it's like they, they can't catch a break the Knicks. A lot Every of, time the Knicks got a little run, the Hawks were like, hit a I'll, few show, shots. I'll show you that and raise you one, you know? The, the thing, this team is young, obviously. We know with the Knicks, they have some, you know, older role players. But for the most part, it's a young team. Yeah. And they haven't played in front of fans in over a year. No. So that place was absolutely packed. They were going crazy. Yes. And I think that had something to do with the team just looking completely uncomfortable. Like They did. They were phased yeah. by that crowd. So, listen, game five at MSG, Wednesday, June 2nd. So, listen, let's see if they can save it at home. It shows how important stealing that game was yeah. for Atlanta, that game one. Listen, if they're going to lose this series, just please don't lose it in MSG. 
I know. Lose game six in Atlanta. I don't, I don't want to see Trey Young walking off the court in MSG. I know, that would be bad. What about these these fans, man? These fans are unbelievable. They're, well, some of them are idiots. The ones that, like the one who threw the water bottle at Kyrie in Boston. You see. The one who spit on Trey Young. Like, they're charging with like a felony assault. Actually. So, I read something before from Amy Dash. She's like a, um, she does like criminal reporting for like sports and stuff. Mm-hmm. I saw 10 years for that kid. What? Yeah, I was like, whoa. Yeah, I'll pull it I up right now. I didn't see the video. Where did he hit? He hit him? Yeah, he grazed him. It's, uh, was it oh, like a toss or did he like chuck it? Like, did it have some speed on it? Um, He just like kind of, it wasn't like hard. Right. It was just, it was like almost like flung. Did you see Kyrie stomped on their logo? I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, that's. I that's, don't like Kyrie, but I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, I was, I was going to say that. Um. If you you know getting the context of that and the guy throwing a water bottle at you, yeah, you can you can stomp on the logo. That's fine. He did it before he he stomped on it before the water bottle got thrown on him. He did. Yeah, he was wa- he was about to walk off the court. He walked back on the court, stomped on I the that, yeah. logo, and then he and then he walked off, and then he got it thrown at him. Okay, but then why did he stomp on the logo? They were booing him every time he got the ball. They were booing okay, him. Okay, yeah, but like. He, he kind of deserved it for what he did to Boston. Sure, but I don't have a problem with him stomping on the logo. No, I mean, it's not, you know. Who it's cares? Not a, he, it's not like a disturbing act. You know, he just stomped on the logo. Big deal. But I thought he did it because he got the water bottle thrown at him. The, but they he the, they can boo him all he wants after he said, oh, I'm here to stay in Boston. And Danny Ainge was basically building that team around Kyrie. And then he's like, oh, never mind. I'm going to Brooklyn. Yeah, well, he dropped 40 on you last night. Yeah. We're going to get to them in a minute. <laughs> yeah. The 21-year-old male who threw a water bottle at Kyrie Irving faces assault and battery with a dangerous weapon charge and will be arraigned on Tuesday, Boston PD says. There was also another fan arrested for assault and battery of a police officer. A and da- then dangerous or, weapon. I know. I, it's a water bottle. I mean, I get it could, like, poke his eye out or something, but he didn't throw a knife at him. This is from Amy Dash. Again, she, like... She's like an official legal analyst. Right. She works, you know, she does CBS Sports, Fox Sports Radio. So this is what she said. Fan who threw water bottle at Kyrie Irving facing felony charge and up to 10 years in prison and if convicted. I, listen, I hope he's not convicted. I mean, come yeah, on. I mean. Come on. That's that's a little that's much, a don't little you think? Much, yeah. So let's go over to the Brooklyn Nets. I didn't say go over to the side of the yeah, other side of town. You like that? You yeah, every freaking time. I know. So let's go over to Brooklyn. They beat down on the Boston Celtics after losing Game Three. Uh, when they, they lost on Friday, they one lost, on Sunday. Tatum dropped fifty. Yeah. I want to get to that. I want to talk about. Let's talk about Game Three first okay. because Tatum dropped fifty points, yeah. like you said. That to me, I was a little concerned because this is why. When I look at this Brooklyn Nets team, they can kind of play defense when they want to. Right. They were some. They made a couple of stops last night, where I was watching because they gave up 126 points. Yeah. But while I was watching that game, they made a couple of stops. I'm like, wow, they look good. Like they they are not terrible defensively. Right. Harden plays defense when he wants yeah. to play it. So, but they're not going to be able to stop Giannis, and they're not going to be able to stop Embiid, and that's who's the coming Bucks up next. Look good. The, the Bucks look really. good. The Bucks look really good, and if you saw what happened. Tatum dropped 50. They couldn't keep up with them. I, you know, the big three kind of had an off night, but still, that's yeah. kind of concerning when you when we think about and when we've been talking about 
Giannis or Embiid is gonna they're gonna score a lot of points because nobody on that yeah. team can defend them. I mean, Jason Tatum's a great player, but that's not nothing like what you're gonna have to face because yeah, Giannis and Embiid are better players than Tatum, and then you add in the they have more people to worry about on the court. You know, if you're playing the Celtics, all you really have to worry about Kemba Walker. He he's not. He didn't have a great season. I mean, he's still a respectable player. And, and he was out last average. Uh, but, yeah, you're not worrying about Marcus Smart and Evan Fournier. But the Bucks, you got to worry about Giannis. you got to worry about Chris Middleton. You have to worry about Drew Holiday. You know, they, they have. They have guys. They have guys. And I, I'm not – I don't want to overreact to that one game because I do think Brooklyn's going to win this. I think they're going to win the whole thing. But that was kind of concerning to me. But and how about the Bucks defensively? Jimmy Butler had a terrible series. I'm not gonna I'm, lie to you. I'm sure it's not all because of the Bucks, but it's got something to do with it. I was wrong about. I thought that series was gonna go. I might have even predicted the Heat. Yeah, I you said the Heat might pull a yeah. the Heat from last year. So I was completely wrong. Obviously, they got dominated. I think that was more of the Heat not being good. Have you seen Tyler Hero trade rumors? No, what I saw one today. I don't know how legit it was, um, but yeah, the last year the the Heat wouldn't trade Tyler Hero for anything, and now there's already trade rumors going around. I don't think he's actually going to get traded. Well, he was kind of like a cent, like the centerpiece around some packages. I yeah. remember. Yeah, but I don't think he's gonna. Did he? Did he have a great year? I don't um, think he had a great he year. He didn't have a great year. He, you know, he probably didn't have the step that people expected him to, but he didn't. He didn't like regress or anything. Right. I don't think he'll be the centerpiece anymore in a deal. No, but they're they're interesting. They're an interesting offseason. Um, I think they're a move away still from being an yeah. elite team in okay. in the um, East. But we'll see about them. I don't know. I think with the uh, I think with the Nets, they got a. They're going to have to worry about those guys. They're going to have to do something. DeAndre Jordan doesn't even play anymore. Like yeah. They don't have a big that can even touch Embiid. And with the way he's looked and in that series, they, listen, I don't know. The way centers are looked at in today's game, they, they're not, you know, they're kind of like running back centers, okay? People say it's nice to have one, but you, you, don't, don't, need you it. don't need it, which I think is true to a certain extent. But I think where it hurts you is when you play a team that has a really good center, right? Yeah. So, if they match up against the Sixers, the Nets, you're going to be in trouble with Joel Embiid, you know? Who's KD's going to be on him? Who's going to be on him? I have no clue. I, liter- I literally have no clue. I, I guess they're not going to just start playing Jordan. He was terrible. Speaking of the Sixers, they look like they're about to lose to the Wizards. Really? Yeah, the Wizards are going to avoid the sweep. They're up by six with 26 seconds left. Wow. What's this? Embiid. Oh. Did Embiid get hurt? Why is that? He played 11 minutes and he has 8 points. I'm, I look on Twitter now. That's rough. That that's would be. really rough if that's what happened. I mean, I don't see what else would have happened. Uh, either an ejection. Minutes. They wouldn't rest him. Yeah. He heads to the locker room after an apparent injury in the first quarter with 21 seconds to go. Yeah. That'll do it right there. That's their whole. That. To me, like... Russell Westbrook has 20 rebounds. Oh, here we go. Hold on. So I, I can already envision the Sports Center post. Yeah. How many points does he have? 18. 18 and 20. And how many assists? 14. Oh, he has triple-double. Great. Yeah. He had a triple-double the other night. They lost uh, game three. He had a triple-double. And I'm literally sitting there saying... I'm looking at the box score and I'm like... 
he had a triple double, but nobody's going to talk about it. Yeah. And, uh, and now they're gonna, now they won. They're gonna, you know, blow this up. Oh, he yeah. had twenty rebounds and a triple yeah. double. Oh my you know god. What his problem is like. He's a fantastic player, and he's one of the most. I think he's one of the most like athletic players in NBA history. Definitely. I mean, the guy's a freak. But he's gotten so many triple doubles and like all these, you know, when he puts up all these rebounds and everything like that, that he's made it like meaningless. And it's not his fault. But do we really, you know, are you gonna go get Russell Westbrook because you don't have a center and you need a good rebounder? Of course like, not. No, you're not gonna do that. Okay. He's just getting defensive rebounds. He made the he knows stat. He, he knows how to do it. Yeah, Daniel Gafford, their center, has four rebounds in 26 minutes. <laughs> if he played on the Hawks, he wouldn't have, you know, Clint Capella would. Yeah, and John Collins and DeAndre Jordan are taking those rebounds. That's he what made the gonna, st- He yeah. made the stat, like, just not, like, important right. anymore for to where we care about yeah. it. Remember when he was getting triple doubles? Like, we were in, like, ninth grade, and we were yeah. like, oh, my God, that's sick. Yeah. Who cares anymore? I know. But that's the point I was going to make before when you talked about the centers. Um, Clint Capella has hurt the Knicks this series. Yeah. he's He was catching alley-oops left and right in game three. Um, he's gotten plenty of offensive rebounds, which have hurt the Knicks. Obviously, he's one time. of the best offensive rebounders in the league. He is. And and you know what? The Knicks, the Knicks have not done well in the – I know this doesn't necessarily relate to um, Capella, but it sort of does because – in order to start a fast break, you need to get a rebound. Um, they have not had a lot of fast break points, the Knicks. No. At all. They actually, for game three, they had zero fast break points. I wow. mean, I don't, you know, that's to, up to the scorer's discretion, but zero fast break points. Randall tries to, I know we're going back to the Knicks here, but Randall tries to take the ball up, and he'll get the rebound, and he'll literally sprint. Yeah. Did you see that? And he'll, like, turn, yeah. and then he... And then it's uncomfortable, and then they crowd him, and they do it. They did a great job with defending him. They have done a really good job defending. It him. It just looks uncomfortable. And that's props to Nate, Mc, uh, Nate McMillan. He's done a really good job. Lloyd Lloyd Pierce got fired at the beginning of the year, yeah. and Nate McMillan went on this incredible run. Right. And I, I, I want to check their records. He was a great player there. too, Nate McMillan. Really? Yeah, he's got his number retired by the Sonics. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, he's, he made a couple All Star games. So. Back to the Nets here. Kevin Durant goes for 41, 42 last night. I think it was 42. 42. This guy, man. Yeah, he's it, it goes, you know, like, I think now that he's on the Nets, it kind of goes unnoticed because, especially here, he is so good. He has that, if he just fades away, like he has the ball, he's backing you down. He just fades away and just jumps and shoots. Yeah. You literally can't stop it because he's so big and he's so lengthy. He's a Grim Reaper. It's just, it's unbelievable. I was like, I was sitting there. I was at a family party last night and I had the game on. And I'm like, this is just enjoyable to watch. I've never seen a group of three players play that good together offensively. Really? They were just, it was was magic watching those three. I mean, Kyrie won for 39 last night too. It was it was unbelievable. And Harden Harden's a very unselfish player, and I, if you asked me that, you know, years ago, I would have said, "Wow, really, he's unselfish." Yeah. But he is. He he had double digit assists again last 18. night. Wow. Yeah. Eighteen assists last night. Twenty three points and eighteen assists. Yeah. So he he's really great for the role that he's playing, and he's he's their point guard. And anybody can take the ball up, but the offense just runs better through him. Right. And. They, they beat down on the Celtics, and they're going to go to Barclays on Tuesday, the 1st. Yeah, that, that'll be it. 
And that'll be it. Yeah. They're going to move on. And they're going to go face Milwaukee, in which I'm really starting to think that's going to be a yeah, great series. That can go series. six or seven games, that series. I mean, Milwaukee, you know, like we said, they just mopped the floor with the Heat. Yeah. Embarrassed. I mean, heat. destroyed them. Like, I, well, I don't even know how many of those games were close. I don't – I look now, but I don't think – I think maybe one of them was yeah. close. They killed them in game four, right? They had – um. What was that game two when they were up like 42 18 in the first quarter? Like yeah. they were just. Miami looked helpless. Uh, Milwaukee here. Giannis didn't even. Giannis had a triple double in game four, but he only scored 20 points. They, they're just. They're, right. dude, everybody's contributing here. Yeah. And they could shoot. They, they haven't been able to shoot really, and they could shoot now. They put shooters around him, and that was. That was big. So. That series is done, though. Again, like we said, the Bucks have swept the Heat, and I want to talk about the Lakers here because Lakers the La- might be in a little bit of trouble. Lakers are in trouble. Yeah, AD hurt his groin now. He had another injury. This guy's man, he just doesn't stop getting hurt. Yeah. But he, he hurt his groin in Sunday's loss. He came out right before the second half started. Okay. So the second quarter, he didn't come out for the second half. Didn't play the rest of the game. LeBron who scored 26, couldn't get it done. They lost by eight at home, game four. The series is tied, 2-2, going back to Phoenix. And I'm telling you right now, I don't think he's going to play Davis. And if he does not play, we're going to have to see that LeBron that we saw when he took those Cavs team to the final. I don't know. I don't think he can do it anymore. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. LeBron... He's still one of the best players in the NBA. He might still be the best, right? He can't... I don't know if it's because he doesn't want to. That's not his play style anymore or whatever. But it doesn't seem like he can go off for 40-something anymore. You know what I think think the deal is here? I kind of agree with you. I think this offense and this team is run through Anthony Davis. And it's just the focus is Anthony Davis. Right. I don't think it's needed. I think now that they won't have Davis, the game plan will be different, okay. and it'll be focused yeah, around LeBron. Like but we'll see. see. Can... I, I'm excited. I'm excited too to see because it's not like his percentages have changed. You know, he's still just as efficient as he usually is. I just don't think he's. I think the the opportunities are going to Davis here, right. and he's trying to not be that guy. You know, I'm sure. I don't know. I don't know what goes through his head, but I'm sure he doesn't care that much about people what they say about him and his legacy and Jordan and everything like that but he doesn't help his case when did you see that the other night they're down by seven points with like two minutes left Dennis Schroeder goes in for a layup misses it and then he's just like supposed to be running back on defense and he's just like throws his hands up because he's frustrated and then puts his hands on his hips turns around starts walking as the Suns are running down the court and they hit a corner three and go up eight with like a minute 40 left I'm like, what kind of hustle is that? That looks terrible. That looks I awful. saw that. And, and then, you know, everyone's going off, oh, is this your goat? And like I said, I'm sure he doesn't care about that crap and what people say. But don't you care about, like, I don't want to go overreactive and say, like, oh, he doesn't want to like, care about winning. Obviously, he cares about winning. But what the, what was going through his head right there? Like, you don't want to hustle down the court? Is he too big for that? Like, I brought this up, too. He, again, he pl- kind of like hard, and he plays defense when he wants to, and he's good when he does. Yeah. 
And I guess he just chose not to do anything on right. that play. It looked terrible. Right. But I think the flopping makes him look ten it's times awesome. worse. It's so bad. But people also get on him way more than other players would. Yes, but it's just so but frustrating But yeah, no, the milking the injury. Listen, my whole... I think... I've come out and said that I think LeBron is the greatest player. He's definitely the greatest player I've ever seen. Yeah. But I think he's the greatest player ever. Um... I can understand why he's not a likable guy because he's flopping and milking injuries and stuff like that. But yeah, complains like, way too complains much. Complains with the refs. He's always drawing with the refs. He does. I, and I get why all the old heads will say, "Oh, he doesn't have that killer mentality," because they're. Like, I've had know, the argument oh, like Mike, twice. Yeah, last Michael week. got shot in the leg and still played. You know, <laughs> blah blah blah. Um. <laughs> But, yeah, the flopping and the milking the injuries. He was on the – what was it? He was on the floor longer than Kevin Pilar yeah. was for getting hit in the face. Kevin Pilar was on the floor for 36 seconds yeah. when he got hit in the face, got up on his own power, and then De- uh, LeBron got poked in the yeah. eye or something, and he was on the floor for 60. You know, I couldn't stand LeBron uh, back in 2000 – was it 16? when The Warriors series, right? Well, the year they won. Because uh, I like – I've always loved – Curry and I love. I actually used to love Draymond. I don't know how. Um. So he gets hurt, LeBron. Do you remember that when he went up for the layup or whatever it was, and he hurt his wrist yes. in game seven? And it looked like he was. Yeah. Dead. So he's on the floor. He's basically crying. He's like punching the floor in pain. And I'm like, holy crap! Like he just broke his wrist or something. He gets up after like a minute and a half, and there he is on the free throw line shooting free throws. He went like, one doesn't look bad at all. So, I think he kind of plays into the to it a little bit. But, you know. I'll tell you right it's now. It's not a big deal. I'll tell you right now. If he... Because this Suns team is good. And let's say he comes out here and he, he's that guy that we saw in 2018. Right. That's going to do something for his legacy. Yeah. Again, it'll just keep moving. He can't... It'll be tough When was the last time he lost in the playoffs? I don't think he's lost a round one. He he missed the playoffs because you know they were uh, the, for his first year in LA because of injuries and everything like yeah. that. And the team wasn't great around him, but hadn't before the finals. Before the Heat. Before the final, he, he, did he go to the? He went to the finals, to the finals every, every year, year with, with Cleveland the, the second time. Every year with Cleveland, yeah, yeah. And then he missed, like I said. But when was the last time he lost a playoff series? I'm Not you know in Boston, the finals. Boston right in before his own he. Conference. Boston, Boston, right before he went to the Heat with Cleveland, Cleveland his yeah, first stint with the, last time. yeah, he's never lost around one series. Was still where where it was before he was balding. I always see that video on TikTok actually. <laughs> yeah, um, him walking off the court after they had lost in Boston, and then you know he goes on to sign with the Heat after that with the yeah. decision. But yeah, that's, that's always crazy. fun. I mean, how can you not recognize that greatness? I don't. Getting to the finals ten times and only winning four. I love the people that say that. Yeah. Oh, he's no. only he's four and six. Or I'd whatever. rather yeah, I'd rather yeah. him lose in the first in round. The first round, yeah. I understand that the argument with LeBron and Jordan, like, okay, Jordan's Eastern Conference was tougher at times. Yes. Not always, but at times it was tougher than LeBron's. Yeah. His journey to the finals was tougher. But when he got to the finals, he faced he a never, wa- he never played a team that LeBron has had. He face. faced a washed up. Yeah. Magic Johnson, he, that, that Lakers team Drexler was done. And the, Come on. Charles Barkley and the Suns. The only, like, the Jazz were probably the best team he's ever played. Yes. He played the Sonics with Gary Payton and Sean Kemp, you know. None but even that. then, like, it was, those, I'm not, you know, yeah, diminishing there no, any. There were no slap, you know what, teams. Like, they were, 
They made it to the finals. No, but I'm talking about the Jazz. Like the Jazz oh. were the Jazz were a great team, but again, Stockton and Malone yeah. were older. Yeah. LeBron's played these guys and slayed these yeah. dragons in in their prime. Yeah. The only the only one that you can knock LeBron for is the Mavs one. Yeah, the you can't. Series, yeah. He, you, there's no defending that. No. That because that team was not worthy. I think of his most LeBron. remarkable. Everybody wants to talk about the three one. I think the, his most remarkable finals was the year after 2018. Oh yeah, when he got Get, there getting, with Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, with Isaiah Thomas. Oh, but I don't even think he was on the team. Isaiah Thomas. I don't even know. He was on. Kyrie the, was he gone. Left. Yes, Kyrie it was the first was year Kyrie was gone. He went to Boston. Boston was, you know. Well, no, Isaiah Thomas was on the team then because he was in the trade for Kyrie. Isaiah. I, I think they got rid of him. You know what? You might be right. Oh, that was when they had um. Was it Jordan Gra- Clarkson? Jordan Clarkson, George Hill. George Hill Remember they yeah. made he they made a couple of trades and yeah. they had ended up shipping. Thomas out of the deadline. That team just was not great at all. I mean, the, the fact that he got them to the finals. That was the most impressive year of LeBron's career. Yeah. Even though and, 3-1 and was phenomenal. 2007. Oh. Taking Anderson Varejao and Zodrunas Silgauskas, you know. I don't even want to read that. Yeah. You know, Listen, we can we can save this argument for another day, although we won't do much arguing because we both We both agree, agree with LeBron. Goat. But maybe we'll have someone else on that definitely wants to say otherwise, and we can talk about it. Maybe depending on what happens in the – you know, maybe if LeBron and the Lakers go on a miracle run, well, not a miracle. It won't be a miracle run. I would if they win the finals. I think it would be a miracle. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't see it happening. I do want to talk about the other team in LA though, the Clippers, who look dead in the water, losing two in LA. They had home court advantage against the Mavericks. They come to Dallas, even the series up. Kawhi Leonard comes alive, yeah. scored thirty in Game Three, twenty something last night. Looked very, very good. And uh, I Bruins tied it up. Sorry, the uh, Bruins tied it up. Uh, in seriously? The period. Yeah, it's three three. Oof. Uh, but the Clippers here, they look like when they're on, like they have, they they found, they got life, and now they look like a team that they look great last night. They look great. Paul they George look, has been phenomenal. They look like a team now because I don't even with the Jazz playing the way they are, they're playing a great series against the Grizzlies right, right now. Yeah. There's no team that I look at in the West and say, yeah, that team's going to the finals. The Clippers can be the Clippers like can be that, that team. Yeah, so do I. Like so it do it I. I like to see, you know, what's there was like the East last year. Yeah. There was, was no clear open. cut who's gone, and then it was fun to see the Heat make it. It was it was a lot of fun. So But Paul George has been playing lights out and Kawhi, you know, him when him and Kawhi are on, it's really tough to stop them. Not a lot of teams can beat them. No. Luca didn't have his bet. Did Luca get a little banged up? He yeah, fine? he has a little neck issue. Yeah. He's going to be fine. They say it's minor. He'll be fine for the next, for game five. Yeah. Luca's becoming one of my favorite players. Yeah, I love him. He's great to watch. He complains a lot. He does. Mm-hmm. But I love him. He. I think, I don't know if this is bold or not. Take any star in the league right now, whether it's Giannis or, you know, whoever, Zion. I think this kid's going to be the face of the league in like okay. three years. Yeah, I don't think that's crazy. I, I really do. I think he's going to be the best player yeah. in the league. I think he's the next, like... LeBron type guy where the numbers are insane and he's so successful. Maybe not the winning, but the numbers wise, we're gonna forget about him. Right. And yeah, he he can fill the stat sheet, man. What about Porzingis? Porzingis is weird. Are you saying Porzingis? Porzingis. I said Porzingis. Okay, Porzingis. Yeah. What, what, what are you hearing things? Porzingis last night scored 18, but the game before... He's just not great. He's just bottom yeah, line. Yeah, he's nothing he's special. He's kind of liability defensively. Like, he, he, he's kind of like Nolan's Noel. Like, yeah, he, he's big, he's got size, and he can protect the rim, but he's... 
Yeah, he scored, but he's not a great rebounder at he all. He scored nine points with three rebounds in game three. Yeah, that's disgusting. You, How many minutes? 34. Yeah, that's not good. You want to hear Luka in 39? Yeah. 44-9-9. Nine nine. Yeah. Like, holy But God. isn't it crazy the way guys' games are? Like, we'll rip on... And I don't know what it is. Like, we'll rip on Russell Westbrook for, like, triple doubles. And you're like, oh, whatever, it's meaningless. But then Luka... I guess it's because he just doesn't do it that often. LeBron will have a triple double. It'll be great. Luka will have a triple double. It'll be great. Julius Randle had a couple triple doubles. Like, that's great. Because they're doing it in winning efforts. I think that's it. Okay, yeah. And they're clutch. Yeah. And when LeBron has a triple-double, I guess it's just different than, you know, right. a point guard and, you know, and Russ, having 15 rebounds. Right. Russ, the way he plays the game, it's really, you know, aggressive and uh, kind of rigid. Like, Luka and LeBron, it's a, a little more crafty. You know, they're better shooters than Russ is. Russ turns the ball over. He a misses hectic. a lot of shots. Yeah. He takes bad shots. That's the problem. Luka is efficient yeah. when he when he has a triple-double. But when it's all said and done, we're going to look at Russ and we're going to be like... Hall of Famer, he, yeah, down, obviously. First bout Hall of Famer, no doubt. Absolutely. So, Luka becoming one of my favorite players in the league. You want, guess how many minutes Tim Hardaway Jr. played Game 3 for the Mavericks? Random. Um. Well, I know he played well and he's been a starter so i'm gonna guess this is low um 15 minutes 40 minutes oh okay yeah and he only scored 12 points i don't know how he played in game four or him and dorian finney smith i checked the score last night it wasn't over or it might have been over and they were combined i want to say two for 18 or something from oh, the that, field. that's good that's winning basketball right there yeah oh, definitely from your guard shooting guard and your small forward we spoke about the grizzlies before there and i i'm surprised the grizzlies and the jazz the Grizzlies stole game one. Yeah, but now Donovan Mitchell... He's back. Yeah. And they look good, but the Grizzlies are right there. I mean, the Grizzlies are not going away. No. They're playing a tough series. They They're a tough eight future. seed. John ja, ja Morant's a great player. I mean, he so is, and his, his regular season wasn't as great. People criticized him a little bit, but his playoffs, he played great in the playing games, and now the first few games against the Jazz, he's been good. And we spoke about the Blazers there, 2-2 with the Nuggets. The, I literally forgot that series was going on. Like I was looking through the. I agree. Series. It's kind of like an under the radar series, and, and it's, it's two, a good matchup. It's two too. two. It's a great matchup, and it's it's been a good series so far. So we'll keep an eye on that. They're gonna play tomorrow night, like we said. Like we said, um, the Wizards avoid the sleep, sweep against the Seventy Sixers. Yep. Joel Embiid hurt, so we'll watch for that. We're gonna take a quick break. We got our list coming right up after this. The SD Podcast Channel. The perfect channel for any style of podcast. We have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs. If you would like to start a podcast, you can reach us at SNDpodcast at gmail.com. We are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel, and the topic could be anything you want. So contact us now. Hardline Sports Talk, episode eleven, Michael Merlo, John Michael Masiri. Here with you, we are ready for our list. It is the top five crown jewel sporting events, the biggest, most famous sporting events around the world. Yeah, this is uh, this can get interesting. This is going to be exciting. Yeah, so this isn't going to be like we wanted. You know, obviously, you're going to want to put the the World Cup and March Madness and the you know the World Series. We're looking for more like one event, one specialized thing. The you know the the March Madness spans over over a month, and so the World Cup, you have to qualify for the World Cup and all this stuff. So we're just doing... I actually have I have the World Cup on my list. You do? Yeah. Okay. That's all right. It's the biggest event in the world. It is. It is. The, it is. Um, I didn't put it. Uh, but yeah, yeah you, we, we didn't... We didn't 
the especially for the top for the me the the big four sports. It's you know you can't really put like the Stanley Cup, the World Series. Like we know that's what everybody plays for. That's we'll the we'll see. I have I might have okay. one or two on there. All right. You want to start? Or do you want me to start? You can start. All right. Let's so five. I have the World Series. Okay. It's now it, baseball is you know pastime. It's see, been around for so long, and I understand your point. No, I was going to say that. That's not necessarily the criteria. That's the way I went with it. So if you want to say right. the World Series is that significant, then by all means, that's your opinion. Yeah, because. Look, it's been around since the 1800s. Yes. So that's why I put that over any, you know, over any um, like basketball or hockey. I didn't put those on. Right. Although, again, obviously, we're not diminishing those achievements, right. those championships. But that's what I have. Number five. You want me to go okay, four? Re- no, or you go five. Okay. So the the reason why I didn't put that or I didn't put the Super Bowl or whatever is, you know, that those are the championship games. But there's only two people participate, two teams participating out of the 30, right? Yeah. So, while every team did have a chance to get to the World Series, the actual event and who's participating in itself, it's only 2 out of 30 or 2 out of 32, whatever. That's why I didn't put that. Okay. My number five. We're going to go all around the sporting universe today with my list. Um, Wimbledon. Okay. Okay. We're going to go a little tennis here. We usually don't talk about tennis. No. But this, is, this is a big thing. All right. Here's, here's a couple things about Wimbledon. So... It's obviously the biggest tennis event. It's my only tennis event here. Uh, it's very famous. It's in yes. England. Um, weird stuff about this, though. They're, they have a dress code for Wimbledon. It's that big that they have their own dress code. It has that very classic. You know, it's been around forever. It's got that yeah. classic feel to it. A lot of these have the... That's going to be a trend on my list. Um, oh, bougie. It's everything. It's men's, women's tennis, boys' tennis, girls' tennis, singles, doubles, everything biggest tennis event that is my and that's that is a career defining you know when you talk about serena williams and that's the first uh, Roger one you, Federer that's the and, first you know, major you yeah, talk about. you talk about one with it um my number four. Oh, oh yeah we baby go. let's go wait for this one for a while the daytona 500 okay oh, here we go it is the super bowl of nascar it is the first event of the season now what makes it this significant again this is what defines people's careers in NASCAR, right? Dale Earnhardt has is tied for the most championships in NASCAR history. He's probably the most popular driver ever, um, especially after he passed away. So NASCAR races weekly. This is the first race of the year. These teams spend months, the entire offseason, building this one car, preparing this one car for the Daytona 500. Then after that, whether they're going to Kansas, Kentucky, blah, 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 it's one week of preparation. So, you know, they spend million, literally millions of dollars getting these cars ready. Um, like I said, it's a resume builder. Dale Earnhardt had a lot of pressure on him later in his career. He hadn't won the 500 yet. Everybody was waiting. When's he going to do it? When's he going to do it? He finally did. Um, that is my, the Super Bowl of NASCAR, Daytona 500. That's my number four. Okay. I have the Masters, the I think the biggest golf tournament yeah. out there. The green jacket. The, I always think, when I think of golf and when I think of, elite golfers how many green jackets do you have and that's kind of the question you kind of said it resume defining Mm -hmm. like you look at somebody's resume and you say oh they have a master's win yeah that's big yeah and remember when tiger won his last one when he came back that was massive like that was non-stop nobody stopped talking about that that's Mm -hmm. how big that was so i have the masters at four definition of a comeback story yeah um number three the Kentucky Derby. 
Horse racing, baby. I love me some horse racing. The most famous race. It's the first leg of the Triple Crown. It's yeah. the oldest and biggest race out there. Um, horses from all around come yeah. and try try and get in this race. The day is huge. They just they just do they just walk up to the track. What's the deal? What? He <laughs> said horses come from all around. The oh they yeah, just, they, they just show up. They get on they get on planes. They get <laughs> yeah. on boats. Yeah. No, so. It's it's obvious. I think it's pretty obvious. I was talking to my dad. I was like, Kentucky Derby is the most famous yeah. race. He's oh, like, oh, gotta, yeah. He's like, be. definitely. Even though the Belmont Stakes, like, those are huge. That's huge because it's the last leg of the Triple yeah. Crown. Kentucky Derby is the oldest. It's the first. It's a big event. The whole Massive thing, event. Know. Yeah. I mean, you see the hats. The, the, yeah, the, the outfits. The, the outfits. It's The millionaires huge. get to wear those stupid hats. It's great. I want to. I really want to yeah. go one day. So, the Kentucky Derby is... My number three. Right. Likewise, my friend, I have Kentucky Derby number three. Um, guess how much money was bet on the Kentucky Derby this year? How much? Hundred and fifty-five million. Wow. So obviously it's a big event. Um, you know it's popular when a lot of people are betting on it. Uh, horse racing is probably it's got to be the number one bet on sport. I don't know. I mean, it used not, to. It probably not used in to total be total money because there's only like three big events, but. In popularity and percentage of how many, you know, people that are interested and bet on it. Ten years ago, I'd say yes. Now with betting being so, you know, prominent. DraftKings. Yeah, I think. Football? Yeah, it's probably football probably or basketball. It's, it's it, I would say it's football. It's definitely not baseball. Definitely not baseball. You're throwing money away if you're betting on baseball. I've just never bet baseball. My Unless it's like a preseason bet and you're like, oh, I think this team's going to win. But if you're. That's different. If you're sitting there on a Wednesday night and you're like, oh, give me Yankees against blah, blah, blah. Like. This Yankees against the Tigers when oh, Garrett yeah, Cole's pitching. Yeah, throwing money down a you know into a well. So Kentucky Derby, you already talked about it, is my number three. My number two. Um, this is probably the the event. The Masters is the first one that popped in my mind, and obviously Daytona 500 because I'm a NASCAR geek. But this is probably the first one that popped into my mind. The Tour de France. Okay. Yeah. Um, cycling. I mean. Did I mess up here? I don't know. I'm not looking at your computer screen. But you're you're going kinky with this stuff. Oh no! It's sorry. It's not the Tour de France. Okay, it is the Masters. I took the door the Tour de France out because it kind of didn't fit my criteria. Where I was saying it's got to be like a condensed event because the Tour de France can last. It lasts like weeks. Um, but it is my it is an honorable mention. The Tour de France. If you think cycling, if I put a gun to your head and said, name a cycling event, you're saying Tour de France, and I said, name another one, I'm shooting you because you're not going to have any idea. Oh, thank right? you. Right? Um, Lance Armstrong, we know about him, how many yes. of those he's won. So that is my, I forgot to scratch it off my list. I had it in there at number two, and it, then I came up with my criteria. I was like, never mind. My number two, you already said it, the Masters. Okay, so I am up to number two as well. My number two, and you're going to disagree with me, it's the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is one of the most popular events in the world. You know, it's obviously worldwide. Okay. We know, obviously, it's one of the biggest. I mean, I think football is becoming one of the more popular sports now, even around the world with the way it's growing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's not going to be more popular right. than soccer. Right. But I'm putting the Super Bowl. It's a The Super Bowl, You we've talked about it, about the Super Bowl, where it's more of an event than it actually is the, you know, the, the game. game. Yeah. yeah. There's so much to, to do with it. You know, the halftime show, the pregame, 
you know, who yeah. sings the national anthem. We're betting on how long the, the national anthem is going to be, the Gatorade color. There's so much that goes into it. And, we, you know, people want to make the day after the Super Bowl a national holiday. It should be. And it should be. I agree. Or just make the Super Bowl the day before President's Day. Just move it back a week. I think that's eventually what they're going to do. Yeah. Because, yeah, they moved. They already they added the season. They're, season yeah, they already added a game. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's next. But. So I have Super Bowl number two, and then number one, I we spoke about it before. World Cup is the most popular sporting event no in the world, and yeah, it takes a while. You're right; you got to qualify. It takes I, I, years, right? right? But it's obvious, you know, all around the world, people, you know, different countries, and if you go, you know, oh, it's, it's, like, it's like war, basically. Yeah, between, yeah. It just it makes no sense. It's like so crazy how that is. Right. Yeah, like I said, I, I didn't. If I made my criteria a little different where I would do it more, you know, tournaments and long events. World Cup number one. World Cup would be on it. Super Bowl would be on. Well, Super Bowl is a one-day thing, but like I said, there's only two teams going at it. It's not the whole field in contention for it. Uh, And yeah, the season leads up to it. And the Olympics would be on it, right? I consider the Olympics. Okay. You're going to get mad, okay? What? First of all, I only, I almost put three auto racing things on this because oh, yeah. that's literally the entire sport. Like auto racing is just like that. It's it's unique to every other sport. It's a once a week thing, and you would say, oh, football is a once a week thing. And it's one event. Football, yeah. there's 16 games going on. Every single competitor is competing against each other. At the same yeah, time. Yes, so they're big. They make big. Events. I understand what you're saying, but there is like a point. Like there is a point system. Like there is a champion crown yes, at the end. Yes. But also, auto racing is much bigger in other countries than it is in just America, uh-huh. right? So, my number one, you might not have even heard of this, but if you go and look at lists or whatever, you're going to see this on the list. The Le Mans 24 Hours Race in France, okay? The attendance, the highest attendance they've ever had, 400,000 people. It's existed for about 100 years, since 1923. Every car, all these car manufacturers and drivers from around the world come in. Porsches won it 19 times. Audis won it. It's it's literally defined businesses. Porsche has become such a successful business just from their popularity at Le Mans. People have bought their cars because of it. Um, they have the most wins ever. And in, I want to say, I think it was 1970, they had the they set the record for the fastest car on a racetrack ever. It went 246 miles an hour. There have been, there's been about 80 deaths by spectators over the years because of flying cars or whatever. Like, I mean, it's gotten better now with all the safety and everything like that. But this is the Super Bowl, the auto racing world. It ties everything together. Um, And it's a 24-hour event. So it's a 24-hour race against the clock, which is, you know, imagine being in a car for 24 hours. And they do switch drivers, but... I know I'm going to get a lot of uh, hate for this, but... I've never even heard of it. That is my number one. I've I'm never even you, heard I'm of it. I'm telling you, look it up, and you're going to see it on lists. I'll look it up right now. Also, the reason why... What I almost put on this list, and the reason why I even thought about this list in the first place is... This Memorial Day weekend was the Indy 500, as it usually is on Memorial Day weekend. Um, one of the... Again, one of the most famous... That I obviously know. Auto racing events. You know, the whole... The Brickyard, kiss the bricks, drink the milk when you win... Shout out to Helio Kestranovis for winning. Um, yeah, so that so 
You got a problem with that? or what's the I don't have a problem with it. It sounds very interesting, and I'm going to look it up, actually, later when I get home. But that was an interesting list. Yeah. Let's read. All right, here we go. Ble- Bleacher Report. Good old Bleacher yeah, Report. Yeah, there we go. Ranking the biggest events in sports. Now, let's take this with a grain of salt because it is Bleacher Report. But I just want to see if it's mentioned. Number three, the 24 Hours of Le Mans is number three. Right. right behind the Olympic Games and the FIFA World Cup. Okay. That's so, actually crazy. Right up there with yeah. some of the biggest events in the world, obviously. So, I'm not capping. Let's recap here. My list was from 5 to 1. World Series, Masters, Kentucky Derby, Super Bowl, and World Cup. Mine was Wimbledon, Daytona 500, Kentucky Derby, the Masters, and Le Mans 24 Hours. That's our list for episode 11. Let's get into some baseball now. Yeah. Where do you want to start? I don't know. Let's start with the Yankees. Okay. Let's start with... That's a good idea because I haven't asked you... I didn't ask you all weekend about the Yankees. They uh, they got swept by the Tigers. Yeah. Cole pitched Friday. Garcia Saturday. Michael King started Sunday. I didn't even get to ask you. And then they lost today yeah. in the afternoon at 1 o'clock on Monday to the Tampa Rays 3-1. So, let me hear it. I think what doesn't get talked about enough is they didn't have a great offseason, the Yankees. And I was talking to you. I wanted Michael Brantley from the Astros, right? I remember that. I thought that. that made perfect sense. They needed a lefty. He's a great contact hitter, consistent hitter. They say, no, Clint Frazier's our guy. Had that work out. They, are in, they need to trade for at least one, at least one bat. And I listen, I'm not going to go out here and be old head Yankee fan and say, oh, you know, if George was around and get the, you know, spend all the money you need, trade for everybody, because I know it's not realistic. But they need, you're the New York Yankees. You have all these assets. Go, go make some deals. Go get Cattell Marte from the Diamondbacks. That'd be perfect. He's literally a, just a better version of Aaron Hicks. Switch hitting center fielder, better hitter, better fielder now, Aaron Hicks. And he might even have a better arm because Aaron Hicks. The guy's like decaying. Yes. Um, and he can play everywhere. Yeah. I could tell. How about how about you talk to the listen? I don't know what goes on in front offices, and I don't want to sound crazy here, but I don't think this is a crazy idea. Go call the Colorado Rockies. Say, hey, we want to package Blackman and Story in a deal. What do you want? Wow. Right. Go call, the, what Mar- it, that, call the Marlins. We need Marte. That might take though. I mean. You're going to have to give up a lot. And what you're saying here, like, Glaber might have to be part of that. No, and Gla- no way. You want to go for, for, stor- mo- for a, a for story and Bla- For Story and Blackman? Yes. I would think for Glaber a, no takes way. that. In a rental? I would. There's look no what shot. teams have gotten for a rental. Okay. They, have they gotten established young MLB stars? No. The, Met, the Mets traded Michael Fulmer, who was their top pitching prospect. Everybody knew he was going to be great. Yeah. And, yeah, his, he, he had injuries, obviously, but he looked like he was going to be a stud. Okay. The Mets. Look at look at the Yankees. And, and look at the Yankees. Michael Fulmer. Michael Fulmer. Look at the Yankees and the Cubs. Rookie of the year already and, and was, had a 38 home run season. I know he's a pitcher, but had a 38 home run season like Gleyber Torres has had. He's already an established I mean, he's hasn't had the greatest year, but you we know his potential. You know how, how te- you be. know how teams operate, though. The Yankees call them the first. Their first offer isn't going to be Estevan Florial. No, it's gonna. They're going to ask for Glaber Torres. Yeah, That's what they're no. going to ask, and they'll say no. If you trade Glaber Torres, you're out of mind. I agree with you. 
I gotta I gotta look up a I gotta look up Charlie Blackman's contract. If he's if this is his last year, you don't have to give up that much. Nothing crazy. Maybe you have to give up Florial. Maybe you have to give up Clark Schmidt. But you're not giving up an established MLB young potential star for both of them. For both of them, no. possibly. You'll, I mean, it's not gonna be. A, you're gonna have add a couple pieces in the deal. But my point is. You know, I was talking to my brother today, and he was like, I got to be honest with you. I don't think this is a World Series team. And you, I was like, you might be right. This is our worst offense since 2014. You know what's funny? I When I was looking at this year, and I had, when we did our predictions in our first episode, I had the Yankees at 95 wins. And I looked at the team, and I said, I don't love it. I, I didn't love the rotation, and that just happens to be the strong point of the team right now. And I was wrong there. But... I didn't love the team. Yeah. Their bullpen we knew was going to be good. Not as dominant, though. And it, it, it's looked great. Yeah. But I didn't think the offense was going to be a problem. But no, I didn't love their no, offseason, like you said. And I just picked the Yankees to get there because I thought the AL was so weak. I didn't think there was a team that was either ready or just good enough to beat them. Yeah. But I didn't love this team. And I agree with you. Unless they go out and make a serious move, a couple of serious moves... I still think they need a starting pitcher. They need a lot. They need a lot. You get. I I know the argument of oh well we're getting we're getting Luis Severino back. Severino hasn't pitched in two, over two mm-hmm. years. In 2019, he pitched 12 innings. Yeah. Corey Kluber has not pitched a lot. He didn't pitch in 2020. He pitched and got hurt in 2019. You have issues here, whether it's with an injury, so. They're gonna need to add a pitcher. They're gonna need to add an outfielder, whether it's a you know a lefty or just a guy that can hit. Yeah. I. They need a lot. I don't. I don't love it right now. Yeah, I don't love it in Yankee Land right now. They. They need a lot. Yeah, and I'm honestly getting tired of Aaron Boone coming out every day and say, "Oh, we're working on some things." I thought we looked a little better today. Like you scored, you're scoring one to two runs. Like, like I told you, we went to the Yankee game last week. What did I say? The Yankees, they were like 17-5 and five in their last 22 games. I'm like, I still don't feel yes. like great. Like, the way we've been winning, and I, I I thought maybe I was just like, maybe because I'm not used to it, because I'm used to the Yankees out hitting teams and being big sluggers. I was like, it doesn't feel like dominant, and because our record is dominant, I'm like, but I don't feel dominant. I'm still not that confident in this team. And then what happens? We go to Detroit, and we get embarrassed. We, we lose 3-2, to two, which, okay. I'm part of it. I want to. I want to bring this up. Not a huge deal. I just, from a managing standpoint, I would have done things differently. So Friday night, the game Cole pitched, and the Robbie Grossman hit that walk off homer. So they take Cole out after six innings. They put in Wandy Peralta, um, and then Wandy Peralta pitches the seventh. What are you hysterical laughing for? What just happened in the Met game? The Mets are up 2-0. This kid, Mason Williams, was up with yeah. a runner on second. They intentionally walked him to pitch to DeGrom, who was batting 470. He should an RBI single. Oh, my God. Dude, the, he should literally... He should. If there was a DH, they should DH him. Yeah. Anyway, um, keep So, Wani Peralta pitches the seventh. It's a 1-1 game, right? Uh, Jonathan Lewisiga pitches the eighth. Then they bring Chapman in the ninth. In a 1-1 game. So... I understand that completely if you're home, because you you pitch your 
you know, you pitch your closer at home because you're not going to get a lead and then be able to put him in because if you get a lead, you win. It's a yes. walk-off. Yes. You're on the road. So I'm not going to rip Boone for this because I know he doesn't want to end up in a Buck Showalter situation with Zach Britton where he doesn't use him like he Buck Showalter did in that game. But with this extra inning rule, wouldn't you think, listen, our offense has been doing great. This game's a really low-scoring game. It was freezing that day. The ball's not flying around at all. Wouldn't you want to save Chapman and be, hey, we can get this runner over in the top of the 10th and, you know, hit a sack, fly, whatever. The odds are we're going to score. Then wouldn't you want to bring in your dominant strikeout closer in the bottom of the 10th while you have a 2-1 lead? I completely agree with you. I right? was talking with a friend today about this. I would have brought Will. They brought in Wilson in the 10th, Wilson. right? And Wilson, apparently, Boone knew he was banged up. He's on the IL right yeah. now, right? He knew he was banged up. So whether you go to Wilson or somebody else, it would have saved Chapman for the 10th for every reason you just said. I thought that was a – listen, don't be afraid to overreact. That was a terrible move. Mm-hmm. That was terrible. You're right. If you're at home, you bring him in. But not in that situation, especially with the, the ghost runner, uh, the, the Manfred run yeah. on – I like, I like the, that. The Manfred man? Yes, I like the Manfred. I heard that the other day, and yeah. I'm going to run with that. When you have that guy on second base, you absolutely bring your guy in in the 10th. And when you have a guy like Chapman, there are a few guys I would say that with. Diaz, I don't know. I don't know how comfortable I feel. I'm yeah. starting to feel a little more comfortable with him. Chapman, Josh Hader, you know. Yeah, those it's are a, the, It's a very few. Count it on one hand. Does not matter. But you have that. Yeah. Like you have that super weapon in your bullpen. And they don't. They didn't use it. So They did, lo- but they used him at the wrong time. There's a lot of... Right. There's a lot of issues here. We just mentioned Corey Kluber's out until August, August right? Probably, yeah. I, August is he's Luke not going to throw. Boyd's got an oblique strain, which is what Aaron Judge had. And the last time he had that, he missed 50-something games. So you don't know with Voight when he comes back. Kluber, he's not going to throw until July, so definitely August. I saw some people say July. It's not If he's not throwing until July, he's not coming back to August. He's got a strain of the subcapular muscle in his right shoulder. I wrote that down. I'm really impressed. That I just yeah, said that. That was good, good right? Yeah, a little vocab words there. So that obviously a major blow to their rotation. Debbie Garcia pitched in his place and got rocked on Saturday. And my, why was Michael? I was trying to figure out why was Michael King starting that game on Sunday. Is it just because they have so many games back to back? They wanted to like give somebody an extra yeah. day. Um, I think it was Tyon pitched today, and you know they're still working slow with Tyon, so I think they wanted to give Tyon that extra. Okay. Okay. And Tyon didn't pitch bad. I can't stand this because it happened with David Peterson last week. Tyon gave up three runs. Yeah. He wasn't great. No. He wasn't bad. He gave you a chance to win that game. you got to score runs. Yeah. And he's going to be looked at as, you know, somebody that, oh, he got the loss. He was bad. No, he wasn't bad. No. Your offense is just bad. Listen, it's – I said this it's, uh, it's just – it's like mind-numbing to talk about the Yankees because I don't – like, I don't know. If you said to me – What's going on with they? Like, I don't know. They're not hitting. Why aren't they hitting? I have no idea. They have the same hitters they used to have. They have DJ, DJ LeMay, who's not hitting. Gio Rochella, who isn't hitting. Who He was doing solid. He's not hitting. Glaber Torres looked like he was getting out of his slump, back to not hitting. Aaron Judge is the only one that's hitting. He's yeah. like top five in MVP right now if it, the season ended today. He's the only one. And Stanton is hot Stanton, or cold, and yeah. he was just hurt. Gary Sanchez is a higher OPS than DJ LeMay. You know, and I was talking about this on the radio today. DJ LeMayu has been their best. Listen, last two years, Judge has been hurt. Stanton's been hurt. He's been their guy. He's been the best offensive player. And it's 
not real. It's going unnoticed how he just has not been productive. Yeah, and it's killing It's him. one of the – it's got to be no, reason number one, aside from maybe injuries, why they're struggling yeah. so much offensively. Yeah. So they, they desperately have I to get him going. I think number one is the lack of outfield production. I think Clint Frazier, and he got hurt. He's out for the year. But Aaron Hicks, I think they both – Brett Gardner, two Brett Gardner's – I have a question. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. I was trying. I was asking my friend that's a Yankee fan before. So they sent down Floreal after Thursday, yeah. the doubleheader. Okay. I don't understand why they did that. Send Ford down. You play DJ every day at first base. And then when you need to give him a day off, you play Odor there. You bench Gardner because I, I can't. He's batting 195. Yeah. He has three RBIs. He's a home run. Yeah. It's so frustrating. You would think they would want to try some new stuff, right? Put Florial out in center field. Give him a chance. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Or call up Chris Gittins sure. from the minor leagues and, and have him play first base. He's I, doing. He's doing pretty solid in the minors. I know what some people. What has Mike Ford shown to you that you're like, oh, we need to play Mike Ford? I know some people don't agree with me, and and Peralta's been good. I, I keep going back to this. I think the Talkman trade was was not very good. It just was Listen, not good. I, I know you don't love that trade, and I didn't love it either, but. It, it, it's not like Mike Topman was going to do anything special anyways. No, but it it would have helped. It would have helped the situation a little bit more. Oh, my God. What? Listen, it's only been 14 games, but Chris Gittens is batting 268 with four home runs. He has an 1,098 OPS in the minor leagues right now. He's 27 years old. Wow. Why not call him up? What mm-hmm. What is that going to hurt? Oh, he's a right-handed hitter? Oh, no, we mm-hmm. want to have lefties. Oh yeah, so you gotta put a lefty out there who bats one fifty and can't hit and can't hit to save his life. Good. But at least you have a lefty. Listen, the Yankees need, they need to figure this out quick because you've got Tampa right now. The first game of a four game set, no day off. You got the Red Sox in town for a big three game series over the weekend. Figure it out and figure it out. They fast. could be. This is just really bad time. Like they could be in trouble after. I mean, obviously you're not gonna lose your division now but if they lose you know six out of seven or whatever this uh, week homes, yeah they're in big trouble because you're chasing the red Sox in the race right now you don't want to bury they're yourself. already four and a half five games back you're not going to lose a division but you can definitely bury yourself yeah. and make it much harder for for to, to get out of the hole i don't know they got to make some sort of move something's got to happen there so and, get- um, we know it's not easy to make a trade or something but not even a trade like i said an, an internal move Call somebody up. Call Chris Gittens up. Yeah. So let's go over to the Mets. Um, let's go over to the other side of town. Let's go over to the other side of town. The um, the Mets. Listen, I'm pretty happy. I mean, yeah. we're gonna. I want to go in depth here a little bit, but I'm pretty happy. They played one game over the weekend. They had two postponements due to rain. Terrible Memorial Day weekend. I mean, oh my god, yeah. it was raining. It was cold. Oh, it was awful. terrible. The Mets got rained out twice Friday and Sunday, but the game they played on Saturday, they beat Ian Anderson and the Braves up 13-2. They had five home runs. Uh, Lindor went deep. I Lindor saw went deep. Uh, VR went deep. McCann, James McCann, starting to hit a little bit. The local competition does with Nito. Right. Uh, Brandon Jury went deep. Billy McKinney went deep. Mm-hmm. 13 runs. It was a nice day. And you're kind of feeling good about yourself. But I'm going to say this. Listen, Mets fans, I feel good. I feel really good. DeGrom's on the mound right now. He's through four right now. He looks really good. They're up 3 nothing. Mm-hmm. They've had a soft schedule. They've played 12 teams over 500. Yeah. And listen, granted, I think this is a really good team. 
And I think when they get healthy, they get they got Lugo back tonight. They got Pete back tonight. They got Pilar back, which is amazing, but he's back. You're going to start facing some competition now. June is going to be brutal. They're going to play three doubleheaders twice, I think, in two doubleheaders in one week. Oof. And there's no day off. So, Jeez. yeah, so it's going to get rough in June. And they got to get these guys back, and they are, which is good. And they're playing well, and the replacements were good. But they've only, they're have they 2-10 against teams over 500. Wow. They lost. Remember, they got swept by the Cubs. They got yeah. swept by the Red Sox two games. And they got swept by the Rays. Yeah. Those are a few of them. Okay. So, I don't – not nervous, obviously. But I, I feel good about yeah, where the match I understand why you feel good. I don't want to talk about this guy every week. But how can we not? Like, Lindor's still not – he you, like you said, he went deep. He's still not cutting it. I mean, yeah, it's it's getting really frustrating. It's getting bad because I think there's like, for me, I'm not frustrated now. I'm mad, like I'm yeah, upset. Yeah. Like, uh, I was at the game on Tuesday. I was booing very loud. I'm gonna be completely okay, honest so with you. I, I have a question. Yeah. Obviously, you're annoyed at Lindor because he's not producing. But when you're booing, is there any part of you that is like, freaking Steve Cohen? Like, why did you do this? Because I know it's still really early, and we this. You know, ten years from now, he might be he might be getting his number retired. Yeah, but right now, we need to overreact. That's what we do as sports fans. What are you? Give me a percentage of how mad are you at Lindor and how mad are you at the front office for trading, signing this guy to a ten-year deal? Let me just say this: Lindor, see, like obviously we see it. Great guy, great teammate. Oh yeah, he's he's a phenomenal no fielder. Yeah, he's a hit tonight, by the way, but. I'm not mad at I'm not mad at the front office because when they when they signed him I pulled over and I was like I'm gonna get crap for that again because I know but I pulled over <laughs> pull over every time you're big sports okay come on though I pulled like they signed him I just left our we were together I left our friend's house it was raining I, I wanted to drive and text I was going through my phone I was so excited I was screaming in the car right okay so I, I wanted it to happen, obviously. Why do you always need to pull over? Oh, Jay, okay. You know what? I'll text and drive next time, okay? I'll text and drive. I'm sorry. What do you want me to do? Yeah, okay, but like the Andrew Luck thing, oh, I had to pull over for 20 minutes. Okay, I wasn't doing oh, so any. Shit. I wasn't doing any doing anything. I was just driving around. If That's anyone knows Merlo, don't give him any exciting news while he's driving. Yeah, please. Might be a little late to wherever he's going. Yeah, really. So, I was... Hindsight, Monday morning right. quarterback, yes. We could have had our pickings at any shortstop we want. Yeah. Money is not a factor. No. But at the same time, I kind of look at the shortstops. The story's not yeah. playing well. Um, Baez is playing pretty good, but I don't Seager think he's going to get that kind of money. Seager's hurt. He's playing okay. Simeon's been the only guy. Simeon. He's been great. Correa's not been good. He's going to get paid. Simeon's going to get paid. Not like Lindor paid, but no. paid. So... I'm not mad at Cohen. I wanted it to happen. Right. So I we can't get on. If a Met fan gets on Cohen, they're such a fraud because every Met fan say. wanted That's it. what I was going to say because you can't play both sides of it, okay? Because if Steve Cohen traded for Lindor and they didn't extend him, they would say, oh, same old Mets, blah, blah, blah. We can't do, you know, you, he talks all this talk like he has all this money and all he did was sign James McCann and blah, blah, which yes. who knows about that contract. Not gonna kill you, but still, Let's, you're not just gonna give money wherever. The you Mets want. have played 45 games. Yeah. Um. 
so I said, like I said, you can't play both sides. Do I think it was an overpay? Yes, and I'm sure you agree with that. I think he's it's an overpay. He's not a 34 too. million dollar a year player. He's been a career 840s OPS guy. But he does a lot more. He does, yeah, he's a fantastic fielder. He's a good teammate. He can steal bases, five tool player, he's a switch hitter, right? Yes. Does he is it ridiculous that he makes the same he actually makes 1 million more, but he makes the same amount of money as Fran, Fernando Tatis? Yes. yes. When you see 100%. Fernando Tatis, you're like that is that's Ken Griffey Jr. That's Mike Trout. That's but we can't like a compare the contracts because no. it's completely different. If Tatis was about to hit the open market, he'd get, you know, whenever he hit it, he'd yeah, get five hundred million dollars. I agree. He would get more money. So um, it's different. But yeah, you're right. But he doesn't deserve to be one of the highest and average annual value paid players in baseball. No way. Yeah, but he does. He, again, he does a lot more than the stats the stats he says again you said he's a switch hitter plays great defense he's a great teammate doubles singles you know i i think he'll he'll pull it together so do i i don't i think at the end of the the down the road at the end of the contract we'll laugh we'll say season. we'll maybe laugh but what i was gonna say was i think it's always going to be an overpay and i think in sports usually it is an overpay it's always With all an these overpay. big contracts it's always an overpay do I think it's going to be an Albert Pujols overpay? No. Where I say that's one of the worst contracts I've ever seen? No. Because you can move this guy over to second base yeah. at the end of it. Was it not... Is he not... If you had a you know a value calculator and you value money to production, you're not going to say that was worth it for, Fernando, for Francisco Lindor. But you had to get him. The Mets' you know first I mean? contract... The Mets' first contract offered to him was their... Um, they had like their internal, you know, yeah, valuations. They, yeah. It was two hundred seventy million dollars. Yeah. That's what they said. And obviously he declined it. They yeah. weren't close, but that was what the Mets if, thought listen, he was worth. The world isn't perfect. If it was, he would be signed for two hundred seventy million dollars. Yeah. But unfortunately, you know, he's gotta negotiate and get his money and navigate the market and that's what happens. He's got a good agent. Yeah. It's not like the Mets were just like, Hey, here's your first offer, ten years, three hundred forty one million. Of course not. And you, and you remember me getting frustrated, you know, at the beginning. I was like, right. they're not going to do this. And you, you actually, like, calmed me down. Right. But when it got late, I remember saying to you, I said, screw it. I said, screw this guy. We will have our picking it. I'll take Corey Seager for $100 million less. Yeah. Remember I said that. Yeah. And I don't feel the same way. I, it's just different. But, yeah, I think he's going to turn it around. It's just, again, it's very frustrating. You know, right. it's frustrating. And I was nervous about it. I was nervous coming into this year. You know, what his production would be like. And I said his numbers were going to be down. Right. I knew it was coming into a different league, a better league, you know, more pitching here. Yeah. I like. Yeah, I agree. I think we give him, We should give him the whole year, honestly. I think you should give him – you could still rag on him and, you know, rip on him a little bit and be, what the hell's going on here? I boo him. But, I love him, yeah. but I boo him. Yeah. But coming off a pandemic season, it's been whacked with a lot of guys. With that and him being hurt – Last year, a little bit, a little banged up, and then him moving a new city, a new league. You know, it, it's a lot of adjustments. So, the first fifty games, he's been terrible. If by the end of the year, his batting average is like two fifty, if he's like two fifty, then yeah, yeah, then he had a good second half. Yeah, that that's what if he gets his OPS in like the high seven hundreds, you're like, okay, yeah, he bounced. He turned back. it around. Yeah, he bounced back. You were feeling good about next season. Yeah. If he ends the season and his OPS is six seventy, then you know you're not feeling good yeah you're not feeling you bet there's gonna be a lot of pressure on him more than if he was you know coming you know into the year without exactly. a contract exactly so the Mets start a three game set they're playing right now they're in the bottom of the fifth Jacob DeGrom is just looks phenomenal like a Jacob DeGrom. yeah um, I don't want to say it 
Same. He doesn't have. He doesn't allow to hit through five oh, or really? four or five, whatever it is, and it just looks like I saw three different things saying that he's going to throw a no hitter tonight. Like I predict Jacob mm-hmm. Degrom no hitter, but I don't want to say it. Knocking on wood, he has an RBI single too. So the Mets playing in Arizona right now. That's a three game set. They will take on the Padres this weekend for a four game set. Degrom will pitch. That's going to be a cool Walker series. will pitch and watch, Stroman will pitch. Nice. I want to watch that game with Degrom. Yeah. For sure. So, I've watched my fair share of Mets baseball this year, actually. Yeah, well, you watched DeGrom. Yeah. Everybody watches DeGrom. Yeah. No, dude, I'll flip SNY on. Hopefully, Yankees are in commercial. I always flip SNY on. Hopefully, Billy McKinney, you know, is uh, breaking when we turn that yeah. game on. Like Billy McKinney. <laughs> Billy McKinney was on the Yankees for a little bit. This kid, Mason Williams, the Mets just called up. He um, Islanders just won. Nice. We're going to get to that in a little bit. Uh, Mason Williams. Mm-hmm. He was with the Yankees. He was arrested for a DUI in yeah. 2013. Yeah. He's still around. He was raking in AAA. The Mets called him up. He's starting tonight. Yeah. So, the replacement Mets are kind of dwindling because they're getting the regular guys back. But I think the replacement Mets, they did a great job. Right. And again, the, the bullpen's been great. They get Lugo back. I feel good. Yeah. I feel good. This should be a fun summer. You should feel good, dude. Um, other news around the league quick before I, I do want to touch on the Islanders. The Giants take two out of two, three out of four from the Dodgers in L.A., you, you see my boy Albert Pujols, though? You see what? Mike Talkman robbed his home run? Well, that was crazy. That was an unbelievable play. No, what did Albert Pujols do? He's killing it. Really? He's having... i pull up the stats right now. He's playing really well for the Dodgers. Really of well. he is. Hell yeah, my boy Albert Pujols. I'll read you the numbers right now. But the Dodgers are not that the best team in that division right now. You know, people aren't talking about it that much. Mookie Betts is really not having a great year. I looked at it yesterday because yeah. he got scratched for the lineup, and I'm like, I haven't heard about this guy. Yeah. He's batting 237 yeah. with like a 700 OPS and four home runs. Yeah, down year for Mookie. I want to read you Albert's numbers quickly with the uh, the Dodgers here. Three homers, 10 RBIs. This is in 40 plate appearances. He's got a 237 batting average, but he has an OPS over 800. Nice. OPS plus 120. He's uh. Look at Albert. Look at Albert go. Albert's feeling hey, an good OPS right now. OPS over 800 is like 900 in today's uh, this year's baseball. They did something with the ball, man. They uh, did something with they that did, baseball. Yeah, and pick a great time. Guys coming off a pandemic season and everything like that. Like now, it's changeable. Tatis is. We love Tatis. He's, he hit, a, he hit his 16th home run today in Chicago. He's tied for the league lead. He's played under 40 games. The Padres are 34-21. and 21. They've played 55 games. This guy in, uh, look how many games he's played in. Under 40, I know that. Tied for the league lead with 16 home OPS runs. OPS plus is 202. Tatis? Yep. How many games has he played in? Um, 37. <laughs> Unbelievable, and the Padres are rolling. They had the best record in baseball he also before today. The, yeah, he also leads the NL in stolen bases. Wow. Yeah, he's gonna be fun to watch over there in San Diego. The Padres had the best record in baseball before today. They lost, and the Rays beat the Yankees. So they're thirty-four and twenty-one. They're playing great. They're in for well, they're second place now in that division. The Giants overtook them by half a game. Orioles but, on a fourteen-game losing streak. Nice. Right now. There you go. Yeah. Yankees heading over there soon. The Mets are heading there next week, next Wednesday. I don't think so. I wish they were. Yeah, you can use it. Instead, you got the yeah. Rays and the uh, Red Sox the Red coming Sox, up. Yeah. I'm excited for that. I hope. I, 
Th- those Yankee prime Red time, Sox. prime time games for a series. I'm excited. I hope the yeah. Yankees are playing better by now. I wish I was there. You want to go? I don't think I can. Why? Oh yeah. I you got can't a busy go. weekend. Yeah, you can't go. We'll go Sunday. You can go Sunday. I can. Well, I'm working Sunday. Dennis has got me. Dennis. Yeah. You're listening. We'll call. Cover me Sunday. Um, NL East has been dreadful. Phillies, Nats, Braves, injuries. But the Phillies are terrible. Phillies I watch a lot of Phillies baseball. They're terrible. Yeah. So don't, the Mets don't have to worry about them. The Braves are a team. Probably the Mets will have to worry about. They get healthy. Marcelo Zuna. Oh yeah, thank you for bringing that up. I forgot. I wanted to talk about that when we were talking about uh, Kyrie Irving getting hit with a water bottle and charges being pressed. Yeah. So that guy will get ten years, but Marcelo Zuna will probably get two. I mean, he's he better get more than two. That is, come on. I know. The cops walked in on him doing it. He's gotta. He's gotta go to I'm jail. Have the Braves released him yet? No. The, the, the money is, like, really, really screwed up. Is he in custody right now, or what's the deal? I know he, was he had released. a mugshot. So he, he was released, released on a $20,000 bond or something. Okay. Yeah. But then he's charters are going to be pressed. He's got a trial. All I don't know. He's got – he has to go to prison. Unless I mean, he's got a really good lawyer. I don't I don't know. I don't see how you get out of that. The cops <sighs> literally witnessed it. Sure there might be a dash cam footage. You know, the guys, yeah. they have those cameras. DeGrom gave up a hit. Oh, look at that. Yeah, I know. That, that – don't – I told you when I said to my brother, "Oh, Corey Kluber's hitless through six right now. He threw no hitter, so don't yeah. don't worry about that superstitious crap." Yeah, I don't, but I, I do. I love to see Jacob Degrom throw an hitter. Oh, 100 percent. The New York Islanders tie the series up tonight. That's big overtime win in Boston. The same four, thing three. they did against the Penguins. Yeah, they lost game one. They won game two. No, they won the game one in. Against Pittsburgh. Oh, you're in right. overtime. Four three. They split on the road the yeah. first two games, and now they're coming home. That's a huge win. Everything that I've heard about this Bruins team is that the Islanders have no chance, and they have the one line that's unstoppable. The per- they call it the perfection line. Yeah. So the Isles played very well in the second period. They were, I mean, they scored three of their goals in the second period today. But I mean, Dom, they had a they had a power. It was getting really chippy too. A lot of fights and shoving. Boston and, and New York. Like you know how that yeah. goes. Um, but no, they had they were dominating the time of possession. Uh, Varlamov had a really good uh, second I was period. shocked that he was in tonight. Yeah. Over Sorokin. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I would have. They kind of just. I feel like Barry Trotz just like flips a coin. I know. Like, I would have rolled with the younger guy. Let him get his confidence up. I, they have to go back. With I don't Rome know what they're going to do. For game three. I don't know. So, listen, there's a reason why Barry Trotz is the best coach in hockey. Right. So, he'll figure that out. But, yeah, that's a big win. That perfection line. That guy, Pasta. Uh, pa- Pasternak. What's his name? Oh. You know who I'm talking yeah, about? Pasternak. Yeah, they Pasta. call him Pasta. No, I've heard oh, they people. Call him Pasta. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's phenomenal. He, he scored a really nice goal in game one. And the Islanders in game one, they kind of just looked... They looked tired in that third mm-hmm. period, and they were outskated. Yeah, and it has to do with listen. They just played a seven-game series against Pit, a six-game series against yeah. Pittsburgh, and the Bruins had beaten the Capitals in five. Right. They had been rested, so big win for the Islanders here. And I want to touch on this actually. The Toronto Maple Leafs haven't won a championship since a Stanley Cup since 1967. They've been one of the most winning organizations in the regular season yeah. and they can't get it done in the playoffs and they had a 3-1 lead over the Canadians in their first round matchup and 
the Canadians were a team that the, the, the Rangers had a better record, more points scored. They didn't really deserve to be in the playoffs. And the Canadians came back down from 3-1 and beat them today. That's that is absolutely So they insane. have round one games going on while round two is going on? Yeah. It's, Hockey's doing weird stuff. They had that regular season this, game during the playoffs. This is re- the hockey-like bracket. Like, I had to read it a few times. I'm still not like <laughs> It's so confusing yeah. what they're doing. So, listen, Islanders big game three coming up going back to the barn. Yeah. So that'll be fun. I hope the barn is rocking. And uh, Thursday, 730. Yeah. They don't, good thing they don't take like three days. Like, some of the – like the end of the when the Knicks like play they'll play like Sunday and they play yeah. Wednesday like three days off yeah. and then sometimes it's not even a travel day no that just shows basketball uh, basketball and hockey players basketball players a little soft yeah. uh, the, M- the NBA PA does a good job there definitely um, negotiating so that's gonna do it today we will see you next week no no yeah I, I meant to say Friday I was literally yeah. thinking it Last week, we didn't have a Friday episode, Yes, but this week, this we, week will. we will. We're also going to be working on that TikTok episode. If you want to send us a TikTok account, yeah. and if you want to send us questions for the next episode, we're going to have the email in the description of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Please email us. We'd love to answer some questions. We're going to, and we're going to uh, figure out those voicemails. I want to do that for next week. I want, so whether it's you have a, a, t- a hot take or you have a question or whatever it is. Let us know. We uh, You can DM us or email us, whatever you want to do. Even text us if you have our numbers. I know a lot of people we know won't listen to the show. Um, and send us a voicemail. We would love to do some interaction here. That would yeah. be great. We'll definitely post about it and say give clear instructions for what to do. But we're first we're going to figure it out because we don't want to have to hold the, you know, the phone up to the microphone. That won't sound good. Yeah. So we want to make sure we can... It's easy. Good we sound can, quality. Yeah. I know I know how to do it. We don't okay. even have to figure it out. It's easy. Oh yeah? Yeah, all I gotta do is just download it onto my computer and then throw when I edit the the, the show, I just slip it in there. Alright, we'll figure it out. So thank you for listening. Again, email us any questions. We'd love to hear your feedback and have a good night.